Hi, this is Sam, and I'm uh, Jabanko on the forums, and I'm here interviewing uh, Jeff Okamoto, who you go by the same alias on the Yogg-Sothoth forums, I believe. That's right. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing just great. Um, so you are the keeper slash GM for the gaming grunts. That's right. Right? Um, how did you, I mean, first I have to ask, how did you guys come up with that name? Uh, it's a bit of an in-joke, actually. Um, the initial gaming group uh, that um, I started there, uh, informally, or actually semi-formally, our email address, or alias, uh, is, is grunts. Um, so oh, that's okay. why I called us the gaming grunts. We're all, we were all in the initial group, in the same group. And so, since that's what we were known by, I figured, well, that's as good a name as any to use. Okay. So, you, you mentioned original group. Is that a, a, has the group uh, composition changed? Uh, yeah, we I added uh, a couple of a, a new player in between uh, the first game and the second game. Uh, added some more people, and uh, now that I'm starting the new campaign, uh, you know, one person's dropped, another person's come in. So. Uh, it's not quite as uh, appropriate as it was when I first started, but it's still a good name. Okay. And so how did how did you get the original group together? Um, a bunch of us actually had already been playing various uh, games. Uh, I got uh, them interested in, in poker, and um, so I just said, you know, uh, after starting up the gaming, you know, starting getting back into gaming, I figured, well, let's just uh, ask around. And so I went to the poker players and said, you know, hey, do you want to try uh, role-playing games? And uh, I knew some of them also did a little bit of board gaming. There's a, a sort of an informal board gaming group at work as well. Um, and so they were interested, and so far they've been, um, you know, interested enough to continue letting me, uh, letting me run. So That's cool. Um, so you guys, you guys do play at work? Yes, we do. We're very, very fortunate that uh, <coughs> our jobs uh, allow us the flexibility to take slightly longer hours uh, or longer lunch break, uh, you know, as long as we get the work done when we're supposed to, um, we're you know we get a little bit of uh, leeway on uh, the exact amount of time that we spend in, in our breaks. Well, that's pretty great. I know um, where I work, they're flexible, but I always kind of feel guilty if my lunch runs much more than an hour. So I haven't yeah. really tried anything like this. But um, do you find are there any other challenges to playing over lunch at work? Um, like the atmosphere, I, I mean, where I work, it's a corporate setting, so it's not really conducive to horror role playing. Uh, well, some might say that corporate life, co working in corporate uh, life, is actually a bit of a horror show on its own. <laughs> um, but no, I, right. I, I understand what you mean. Um, yes, it is. It is a little bit difficult to get that kind of a horror, uh, a horror atmosphere. I'm not really trying for the dark and you know candles or spooky whatevers. Um, the, actually, the biggest challenge is probably just uh, making sure that everyone is available. Um, I, you know, we schedule it for a particular time, um, so that way it gets everyone on it, on everyone's calendars, and people kind of know, okay, it's you know it's Wednesday. That's the that's the day we play. But um, you know, we're all so busy at work that meetings sometimes interfere. Okay, well that's pretty cool. So um, you had mentioned that you kind of drew players in from poker and from board games mm -hmm. um were had most of them had any sort of exposure to uh role playing before actually when i first started none of them had any experience whatsoever in role playing um wow. that was that was when i played that's that's when we did the haunting um, okay and then when i switched to day of the beast i got uh max who had played uh role playing games before 
Um, okay. And then now that I'm in masks, um, Max has left, but I have John who has played uh, uh, Cthulhu before. Okay, so you you started with the haunting, moved on to Day of the Beast. Um, you did adventure after that, right? That's right. And then now you're moving on to masks. Um, are you using the upcoming? Are you planning to use the upcoming masks companion or? Assuming that Winston P lets me, uh, I've been asking him, uh, uh, you know, to, for bits and pieces, and he's been he's been you know very gracious enough uh, to send me uh, bits and pieces. So yes, I am planning to use as much as I can uh, from it. Okay. Have you have you guys started that campaign yet, or is that something that's still off in the future? Uh, we just started. We played our first session uh, just this last Wednesday. Oh, and do you do you? Are, are people playing similar sorts of characters to their previous ones, or is it a big change for them? Um, I guess in a way it's been... it. They, they are not using the same characters, I, although I guess Carol is kind of playing a similar kind. It, it's always nice to have uh, one character who's filthy rich uh, right. to be able to buy <laughs> anything. You know, It's like, well, I just go out and buy it. It's like, well, okay. Okay, yep. Um, but... Um, you know, in general, I think people, I, I think they're, they're getting their, uh, getting used to the gaming situation, and so they are experimenting a little bit. And I, so I'm very happy with that. That's good to hear. Um, and you, you said that they're getting used to the gaming experience. Have you noticed any other, like major developments? Has anybody had a, a like a role playing breakthrough, and you know now they're the best role player you've ever seen, or are they? Um. Not- I guess I would say that, uh, well, I, I'm not, in a way, I'm not surprised at some of them because, I, you know, these are, you know, they're very smart people and they like having fun. So, you know, as long as I keep providing the right kind of atmosphere and the right kind of um, enjoyment, then, you know, they're absolutely willing to respond. So, um, in one sense, there are, you know, there are a couple players who are a little... Um, I don't want to say hesitant, but maybe a little more reserved in nature. And then there's some that are more uh, outgoing, any naturally outgoing. So um, you know, I, I've, I've I've asked them in private. You know, are, are you sure you're having fun? And um, you know, because if it's not, then that's you know, that's the whole point is to have fun. It's not to right. Um, yeah. So you so you do take time to you know connect with your players about how the game is going and how they they're feeling about about the game have you um have you used any of that to change the way that you uh run the game um i do use the f- i do talk with them uh some more than others but i do talk with them outside the campaign setting or outside the gaming session um mostly it's just more chatting it's like well i can't believe you guys did that type <laughs> type thing um right but yes i do try to you know in in conversations when i get the chance to hear why they did something if I can see that, oh, I've missed something, or oh, or that, oh, you know, that was something I hadn't really thought of, then I can take that and adjust, my, you know, adjust my reactions or adjust the, mm-hmm. the, the GM character reactions so that it makes more sense, um, you know, based on their point of view. Then I can, then I have a, I have a better way of reacting, having my characters react to that. Okay. Um, so you you wrote the adventure that you guys were using for. Um... Adventure? Yes, I did. And you uh, did you prefer running something pre-written or something you created yourself? 
Um, it's been a long time since I had run anything that I'd written myself. Um, and so that, you know, it was kind of, it was, uh, it was good to get back to creating something on, uh, like that on my own. And, um, fortunately I was able to somewhat, an somewhat anticipate where the, where my players were likely to go. So okay. I could kind of, I said, okay, well this, I want these sorts of things to happen and I could design situations so that, okay, this is one that he'll like, this is one that she'll like, this is one that, that he'll like. That's a, really chan great. a chance for each of the characters to shine, um, but on the other hand, it's a lot of work. I I have a lot of I always have had a lot of respect for scenario writers, and uh, uh, yeah, it was much harder than I thought it was going to be. Well, that's really cool to get you know to try to spotlight each player or character. Oh yeah, um, I think I think that's that important. Uh, I I think you know that and when I when I started up adventure, I I did tell all the characters that look, you you do need to have a little bit of combat skills because it's going to be about fighting. And um, I was a little worried in the adventure that, um, you know, I had uh, Carol playing the professor and KJ playing this lawyer. They didn't really have a lot of combat skills. And so I, mm -hmm. I really tried to make sure that, well, okay, in the combats, they're not going to be doing much. But I'll have these opportunities for them to use their skills um, to advance, you know, use them in a way that puts, you know, puts them at this, in the spotlight. Um, so even if in the combat they were not so good, only rolling two or three dice, there are right. other situations where they can roll their eight, nine, ten, eleven, and and still be able to feel like they're doing something. Right, and I I, I kind of got that impression. I listening to the uh, character creation in the first uh, couple episodes that there was a a bit of a it took a little bit of a transition for some of them to get out of the mentality of the investigative survival horror of Call of Cthulhu into this more pulpy action uh, kind of a scene. Uh, I think that's a great observation. I noticed that uh, myself. Um, and in fact, when they start following this guy around, uh, rather than just confronting him, I was, I was just flabbergasted that they spent two whole sessions trying to tail this, this guy um, and, and not just go ahead and, you know, you've, you've got plenty of uh, skills to intimidate them or interrogate them. Um, you know, what are you, what are you doing following him around? <laughs> I was, I was right by that. Yeah, it's it's a totally different flavor. Um, so you know, in in speaking about you know writing and stuff like that, um, it was pointed out to me that you did some work for Chaosium a while back. Oh my gosh, yes, uh, that was a long time ago. That was right around the time I was in college or getting out of college. Okay, and and you worked on. I'm trying to remember that there was a Dreamlands. Uh, uh, supplement and something else and I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Well, actually, so the some of the first things I was lucky enough to be able to contribute to um was actually a little bit um this is back when Chaosium was still in uh in Albany and uh, I actually okay. did a little bit of the typesetting or at least or the typing the, the data entry for uh RuneQuest 3 long long okay. ago. Okay. Wow. Uh yes. Um I did a little bit of stuff for the El uh the ElfQuest companion. Okay. I did a little tiny bit of design work on Ringworld. Okay. And um, and I was you know and I was and I was lucky enough really to to be around there and they didn't mind this college age kid hanging around their, <laughs> hanging around their office that's, all the time. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, so, just kind of to, uh, everybody kind of asks on the forums, you know, what equipment are people using to record? Um. You had mentioned in one of your uh, blog posts that your early equipment was an iRiver and uh, a Sony plug-in stereo microphone. 
Are you uh, still using those? Have you upgraded since? I am still using those. It's uh, an, I, an iRiver that I got off eBay for, I guess, about $40, and then uh, a little Sony stereo plug-in mic for about $40. Um, okay. I would like to get uh, some more equipment, but... Um, you know, you just gotta spend your money wisely. I think I'd like to get a try to. I'd like to try the Zoom H2. Um, I've 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 used that one. I really like it. I it's pretty much what I use whenever I'm not at my computer. Oh. So, but um, I'm trying to think what else I had on my list to ask you. Uh, I kind of came up with this idea to interview you just after uh, August 20th, and I was wondering, did you did you end up doing anything fun for Lovecraft's birthday? Uh no, I'm afraid I uh that the 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 birthday completely uh completely passed me. Actually, I think I saw a men- brief mention of it when I logged onto Facebook, but uh we didn't have any particular party or any kind of celebration. Okay. Do you have any favorite authors or favorite stories uh in just about any genre? Uh well, of course, the you know, obviously Lovecraft because of the Cthulhu influence and um I think that uh, At the Mountains of Madness is one of my favorite stories uh, of his. Um, Sci-fi, big fan of Larry Niven, uh, even though he hasn't written a lot of stuff recently, but he was one Mm -hmm. of the first sci-fi authors I got into. Um, Fantasy-wise, let's see. um, Maybe Catherine Kurtz, the the whole Darany series. Okay. And... um, I guess the Amber stuff, too, uh, Zelazny. I, I really enjoy reading uh, reading those. Great. Well, that's pretty much all the questions I had for you. Is there anything you wanted to make sure to mention or any anything we should look, for, look forward to coming out of the gaming grunts? Um, well, I think I've already mentioned on the blog that um, I do, you know, once I do get some ideas, some, some ideas firmly written down, scenarios written, written down, for adventure that I do hope to go back to that, and all the players have int- have expressed an interest in continuing. Um, you know, I think you know. I want to just make sure that I mention. You know, I I owe all of this really to um, Yogsathoth.com and to RPG MP3. If it hadn't been for me stumbling across them, uh, I probably would not have gotten back into gaming. I've been out uh, probably for 15, almost 20 years uh, since I last really done any serious gaming. And uh, it was because of them that I was inspired um, to get into this crazy thing again. Well, uh, you know, I think uh, on behalf of a lot of people listening, I'm glad you got back into gaming. I've, I've been enjoying your uh, audio games and uh, your, um, your little keeper diaries the assignments that give us kind of an insight into where the players went off the path, as we all know they're going to you know, do. <laughs> Well, I appreciate so. it. Yeah, I mean, uh, thank you for the compliment. Yeah, I, I really, the Keeper's Diary, I think, was something, you know, that I really enjoy doing. I mean, they're, they're, they're totally off the cuff. I don't have any notes in front of me at all. I just fire up GarageBand, and then and I just start talking. Um, I know, I think Paul had mentioned, I don't remember if I got the idea from Paul a long, long time ago, um, where he wanted to try to have little, small little sessions where he just talked about um, mm-hmm. where people, w- what happened. Um and I guess that would have been when he was running uh, Horror on the Orient Express. Right, but right. I, I'd really and I'd really like to hear more of them doing that. I'd like to have heard Val, some of Val's thoughts for Walker in the Wastes, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, Neil doing Tatters of the King. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I enjoyed uh, Walker in the Wastes. I think you're absolutely right. Hearing some of Val's thoughts on how how the sessions went, and you know her ideas would have been great. Um, 
I'm I'm also looking forward to Tatters. It features my favorite uh, eldritch being, and it's definitely got some great uh, thematic elements and some good scenes in there. Um, do you have any favorite scenarios that you've read or or uh, campaigns that you're particularly fond of? Uh, in Cthulhu or in any kind of gaming? Uh, in in Call of Cthulhu. I mean, Cthulhu, I, I suspect, uh, I mean, Masks is sort of the ultimate, cl- you know, the classic adventure. It's the big one, um, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't the first. And uh, that was at the time that I was still, you know, able to buy, or I was still in the hobby and still buying uh, the box sets. So um, I really, you know, that's that's probably the one that I would have loved to have played in when, when Larry was playtesting it. Great. Well, it was good talking to you, and thanks for doing the interview with me. Yeah, nice talking to you too, Sam. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome.